What is up, you guys? Welcome back. My name is Ramon, and today I wanted to talk about The Handmaid's Tale Season 3, Episode 1. This is not going to be a review. There will be some spoilers. I'm just a, such a huge fan of this show. It hit me in every single way possible on the emotional scale, and I just want to talk about it. So let's go ahead and get started. Season three, episode one, Handmaid's Tale. We, I, I just finished it. I had to actually sleep on it. I couldn't, I couldn't just talk about it right away. And I'm still feeling just overwhelmed by the episode. I'm a huge fan of this show. I'm so happy that it's back. It is one of the shows that just makes me feel so angry and sad and just frustrated all at the same time. I mean, there are happy moments too, but the the story in a whole, it's just wild to me to, to conceive. And yeah, so like I said in the beginning, there are going to be some spoilers, but really it's just, I just want to talk about this, this episode and starting out, we, I mean, we do start with the recap. We already know that Aunt Lydia is dead. She got killed by Off Glen or Of Glen. And there's a lot of there, there was a a point where Of Glen was given to a new a new house. And that owner was actually the one of the people who was like one of the pillars of starting this whole just community way of thinking. He was one of the architects. He was one of the writers of the laws and, and of everything. And lo and behold, he kind of wants to get her out of this. He's like, I don't know, there's a little spark of rebelliousness within him. So he ends up getting off Glenn out because I, he sees that Aunt Lydia's dead and he can't have that. So he's getting her out and right away, the Marthas have conspired to help get Offred out as well. So just that season finale, it was really intense just watching all of that and just your heart's racing because there's so many of these moments that have happened throughout the first two seasons and they don't skip a beat with the third one. So off, off Glenn is already off, <laughs> already headed off uh, with uh, Offred's baby who is uh, to be named Nicole and offered is now running on the streets. Like, I don't even know where she's going. Like, is she running back? Like, what's she going to do? She could have got on that truck, but my wife's sitting there and she looks at me like I've, she wouldn't be able to leave our son that she would rather die than to leave our son behind in a, in a situation like that. And I think that as parents inherently, we just, we have these, these ties to our kids. Now, I can understand a broader scope where some people might think that the best that I can do for them might be from afar, but there are some parents who they feel, no, life or death, I am doing everything to, to save my children, to get my children, to be with my children, whatever the case may be, and they're willing to risk it all. And it's, it's, it's interesting because 
I, I can't remember offhand because they just introduced this character and near the tail end of the last season. So I, I didn't quite catch his name, but he was pretty much the man who of Glenn, uh, who was smuggling her out. And so he, he rolls up on offer it. Cause as soon as I see those headlights, I'm thinking to myself, what's going on here? Is she getting caught again? Is this going to be the commander? Did they find her already? And no, it's of Glenn's new, it was her new, new commander, new owner, whatever you want to call it. And he, he kind of looks at her like, you didn't get on the truck. What's, what's going on here? Like, you know what I'm doing here. You know, I'm smuggling people out. And if you don't get on this truck, it's going to be really bad news for everybody involved. So she straight up tells him, I have a daughter. I can't, I'm not going to leave her behind. Do you know this family where she stays? Because that's where I need to go, and that's who I need to get, straight up. And they end up going. And it's just this overwhelming feeling as she's at the, it looks like a compound, but she's at the residence where her daughter is, is, is staying with her, you know, her daughter's new family. And Alfred makes it in the house. She gets upstairs, and she sees her daughter sleeping, and me and my wife, we're both kind of just feeling it at this point. It's like, oh my gosh, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you handle that? How do you not just break down that door? How do you not just run in there and just, but then, you know, given the circumstances, whatever they may be, we don't want to disturb our children when they're sleeping. We don't want to scare them. We want to, wake them up gently we don't want them to feel terror and so she's about to make her way in the police lights are flashing they've got her they've already made their way and when she ultimately decides to walk into that room I'm right there with her it's like yes I would have done the same exact thing granted I don't know, this is, maybe it's just a little bit of machismo-ness, but when you, when you think of it as a father versus as a mother, maybe our actions would have been completely different, but my wife felt like step for step, she probably would have been the exact same way. She would have had to have gone in that room if it was our children as well and not so much disturbed them, but been with them and told them that she loves them and expressed her feelings because... We don't want our kids to forget us. If this was this, if this was the 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 new way of things, she wouldn't want our children to forget her. And she sees her daughter has these bracelets, and she even leaves her a little a little token before leaving. And one of the things that I caught was not so much she didn't kiss her daughter's forehead or her cheeks. She kisses her hand, and then she smells her daughter. And that right there, it's like, as parents, that's what we do. I mean, I, I smell my children. I love my children. And and just that, I don't know, you breathing them in. I thought that was that was very well done. I noticed it. I, I would have done the same thing. I still do the same thing today when our kids are sleeping. Sometimes, uh, as I'm saying goodnight, you know, I'll give them a kiss and then I'll, I'll breathe them in because it's, it's just, 
I don't know. It, it, if you're not a parent, it might sound weird, but when you become a parent, you do that. It's just you, you that's what you do. You smell your kids. And getting off of that, <laughs> um, yeah, she she ends up getting caught and the the woman who is, you know, her she claims to be Offred's daughter's mother, but you know, really she's just her adopted mother, her new forced mother and Offred asks her, how is she or what's she like? And they have like kind of this moment together. And ooh, one of the jabs that she throws at her too, uh, this, this other woman is like, you have to stop doing this. That time at the summer house, she, she was scared. She cried and she's looking at Offred like, you think, you think she wouldn't have told me she's my daughter? And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're already poking an angry bear. I don't know what you think you're doing, but the fact that, you know, she was restrained and there were armed uh, armed guards there, she probably felt a little bit more free to be candid with this woman's actual mother. And so as they're sitting down, sort of having a little conversation about what she's like and, you know, that she wants a dog and, you know, just... I think that that in a twisted way, you still kind of would want to know how your kids are doing because they're growing up without you. Her daughter's growing up without her. And one of the things, one of the ways I think that Offred was able to sort of jab back at her was when she pointed out to Offred, you know, wow, you have your eyes. Like your daughter has your, or she has your eyes. It's truly a, a miracle. And it's like, well, yeah, she's my daughter. or I'm her mother. Like, what are you thinking? This twisted way of things. And it's one of the things that goes back to a conversation that my wife and I have had on more than one occasion about this show in general is like how quickly the paradigm shifted. How people just, they, they literally had a life that was uprooted and everybody's roles changed and it became just this weird, just, I, I want to use the word dystopic kind of life. And everybody's sort of just drinking from the same pool as if this is now the new way of things. But they've uprooted and done so many things in the past or prior to getting to where they are now in the show. But it's just like, it hasn't been that long and yet already like people are already have this frame of mind like yes this is my daughter like they they've just shifted their mental way of thinking like no you've not carried her you've not given birth to her and I know that adopted parents they might say otherwise because you know when you adopt a child like there's just that love kind of envelops and in yes you love them as if they're your own children but I felt in the context of this show and the way that this woman was speaking, it's a little bit twisted. It's a little bit skewed. It's not quite the same. Maybe it is, but I, I felt it was off for this woman to be speaking just so so confidently about the fact that when she said she is my daughter, it felt like she truly believed she was hers in the same way that it is actually physically offered. 
So that was one of the things I felt was kind of, kind of like, Ooh, you don't, don't say that. Even my wife was, God dang that woman, how the heck can you say that? And so we, we fast forward and she's end up, she's back at the house. And I don't know how many times this woman can just break, bend, manipulate all of these rules and still be alive. You've had the off Warren who, I mean, she, she spoke out, got her hand chopped off. She, or her arm chopped. She, she, there was a whole lot of stuff that happened of Warren and even of Glenn. And yet Offred still seems to be coming through this semi unscathed emotionally. Yes. Emotionally destroyed. However, physically, uh, not too many mutilative things have been done to her. And so Serena, she's just like, what? where is our daughter? And she's kind of tell, offers telling Serena, she's safe. She's safe. I did what was best for our daughter. When you came and you sent dogs, you set dogs out on us. When you came for my daughter and took her from me, she cried out for me. I hope you feel the way that this feels, or I hope you feel the way that that felt. And to that effect, yes, Serena cared for this baby, sleepless nights. That bond is now solidified, even though, like, to me, that felt more like a love of an adoptive parent to a a newborn baby, or maybe I just won't speak on that, but... um, again, there were so many tones to this show. Nick's character, I I was thinking at the end of the season, like how the heck is this guy who's now holding back the commander going to be able to get a walk away from this? What's his explanation going to be? Because I felt like everybody was, you know, tucking those cards close to their chest. And then as soon as everything hit the fan, now their hands were, were, you know, sort of being displayed. And I thought that Nick was definitely going to get thrown under the bus. However, that's not the case in this episode. Offred, I thought that she was, I thought for some reason she was going to come back. And this utter twist was definitely something unique. But anyways, of Glenn, I've got to talk about her. Um, She's, I thought they would (laughs) have drove her to the border, like drove her across the border. Whoever took her, I thought was going to leave too. But no, they ended up dropping her off in the woods and she had to hump it all the way in the dark. They've got drones in the air. It's not, it wasn't really clear to me while watching it. I didn't know if these drones actually knew her position or if they were kind of just searching the vicinity, but it felt like they didn't know where she was and she ends up making her way into the river. My wife is just like the anxiety is building up like I can't. How can you do this? I don't know if I could have done this. I mean, that's just a baby. But given the circumstances, when you're looking back and then you're looking at what could be, looking back is a heck of a lot worse of a scenario for her, of course, and for Offred's baby than risking both their lives for a shot at a shot at a life, a shot at some sense of freedom, decency. And she has to cross this river 
and it looks pretty shallow. It looks like she can just run right across. But as she's going and trudging in that water, my wife is just like, oh, my God, how could this be happening? <laughs> she better not get caught. You hear sirens going off and she ends up hiding under the bridge. And we're thinking to ourselves, oh, my, that water's probably frigid. That baby, how <laughs> the, the, the tension was high during this moment. And when she gets washed off, it's like, oh, this baby, we're, we're thinking more about the baby than we are of off Glenn's character. And fortunately they wash up ashore on the other side and the baby is okay, which was a huge sigh of relief for both my wife and I. And it's the Canadian police or the Canadian border patrol, whomever these, these people are, whatever role that they're playing. And she's in Canada and it's like, holy, wow, thank you. Thank you for allowing her to make it. And when she gets into that hospital and other people are seeing her, I was telling my wife, I was like, it's got to be one thing to have people who are immigrating to Canada and to see them and to want to welcome them. But it has to be a completely different thing altogether when a handmaid makes it because the world knows what these women are being subjected to not to diminish anybody else's subjection but i think that there's a little bit more weight held over the heads of these women that when they make it they ended up applauding her as she walked into the hospital. Thank you. Thank you for getting out and bringing this baby with you too. Cause God, what kind of life would that have been for that child to have grown up there? That the world for women that they've created is not a good one. It really is not. And for children, especially small girls to grow up in that world is a very scary thing especially for those who know that it wasn't always like that. That's not the way that things were. So I thought that, I mean, that was really emotional and that she didn't let that baby go too. I, 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 th I like that. You know, even though she was there, she was in Canada, a doctor came to greet her, a female doctor at that, probably to make her feel somewhat at ease. And still, I'm going to carry this baby. Wherever we're going to go, we're going to go together. And one of the more, one of the hardest moments, because being a father myself, was when we see Luke and he's just jetting out the door. He meets up with Moira's character and, or Moira, and they're going down to whatever office they have set up to sort of track who's coming, who's going, or what what things that they've got from across the border down in the United States. And sure enough, he has a package and they're kind of trying to cut in line because everybody's there. Everybody is missing someone. Everybody wants information about some loved one. So they're trying to cut in line like, hey, you know, what do we got here? And he gets the Polaroid that Offred had sent with their daughter, Nicole, and given to Avglin. 
and he sees his daughter. And as soon as he looks at that photo, it's just boom, straight to the feels with me. My wife, she starts getting choked up, even even starts crying just a little bit. But to be so far away, to be the one that had gotten out, and to not be able to to feel like you can't do, not that you can't do anything, but to feel like what you can do is so little compared to what you want to do. And then to see your daughter is growing up and is growing up without you. That hit me in ways that as a parent, for those, those other of you who have, who have watched it, I'm sure you know exactly how that feels to just fathom the idea of your children growing up without you. But not as, I mean, it's just, it was really, it was a really hard scene to watch. And then to have Ofglen come up from behind Moira and Luke and tell him, you know, your wife saved my life. I don't know if she, if she dropped it on him that, hey, this is also kind of your daughter. But that was, I mean, it was good to see these characters together or to see them, you know, to see of Glenn safe, to see that Luke knows that his daughter's, you know, at least okay in some sense. And to also know that his wife uh, is also still alive. Or So Offred's character or Serena is kind of like now just, in a mental, however she's feeling mentally, I can't really, I don't have much compassion for Serena and what they've done, her and the commander, but she's definitely going through one and she decides to set their house on fire, which again, I I have a hard time watching Serena go through whatever it is she's going through because I don't, I don't have a connection sort of with her it's like my connection is with offered and these other characters who are who are being belittled and really being enslaved so to see serena go through whatever she's going through it's like you know whatever but she ends up setting the house on fire and they all get out but everything burns. And I, I actually thought the commander was still in his study when I saw the scene where the smoke was kind of blowing back towards his office. But I guess I, I didn't really hear it. We do watch this, these shows with the volume kind of low sometimes because our kids are sleeping. And I guess he, he had left to go into the office to work. So the house is burned down and now everybody's going their separate ways. You've got Serena and the commander and I don't know if Nick is also going with them, but then you have Offred and she's getting back in that red van and going back to the, I think it's the Institute or whatever they, whatever they're calling that training facility for all of these future handmaids. And she gets back there and it's like, yeah, been here, done this. They end up beating her or whipping her feet. And now she's scrubbing floors again and kind of just maybe earning her place. This is her her punishment. And one of the other handmaids comes up to change her, her water bucket and lets her know they made it. 
your daughter's fine and she's with your husband right there it's like how does she keep that smile in how does she how does she not run down these halls just beaming and she elizabeth elizabeth moth who moss who plays offered does such a great job at, at the as this character that just the way she's able to tuck these emotions in yet you can tell she's beaming like from ear to ear on the inside uh, i i felt that one and so they end up giving her a new assignment she's got a new house that she's going to be going to and sure enough i f- i want to find i've i found like the, the actor's name bradley bradley whiteford and he's the he is where she's going or she's going to his house pretty much if that <laughs> wasn't making much sense but she's going to his house and he's the one who got off Glenn out so now that she's assigned there and he hits her with that are you going to be in any trouble right away we're setting the tone for the season and i'm thinking about like things like the story arc and how we were introduced to this world in season one we were presented with the problems in season two and now season three feels like we're going to start entertaining the idea of some solutions and now i don't know how many seasons this is slated for like what the story arc's going to look like or are we going to get set up for just a really bad just a really bad ending to this season like are they going to set us up to feel like things are going to start working out things are going to start coming together and then that sort of house of cards is just going to crumble so we'll see that was episode one of the of season three so far i'm really happy that it's back there's a lot that came out i mean even black mirror on netflix i don't know if you guys are watching that as well but that's a show that I'm catching up on and might do a review about. And that's all I've got for this one. If you guys made it to the end of the episode, thank you for thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to leave a like and subscribe if you like this. Um, I don't really think I'm going to do reviews, so to speak, but more just talk about the episode and how I felt about it. And if you guys felt the same way or you guys have certain feelings yourself, be sure to leave it down in the comment section down below love to have a conversation about these shows uh, outside of just just watching it and thinking about it be nice to talk to other people not many of my coworkers uh, watch a handmaid's tale so <laughs> if any of you out there are fans of the show and you want to talk about it be sure to leave it down in the comment section if you're listening to the podcast thank you for your continued support these episodes are a little bit different and hopefully they fit with the scope or the theme of my podcast um if you're catching it on itunes be sure to leave a five-star rating and a review and as always till next time you guys see ya